What they got you in here for, then? Something nasty? No, not really. Just a pain in the back. Last bloke in that bed had the same thing. Did he? Right up to the end. Oh, that's cheering. <clears throat> I say one thing for them, it's a nice warm bed. Should be. They only took him out half an hour ago. This is Waffle On Podcast. Welcome to this month's edition of Waffle Line Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mick Kelly. Mick Kelly, eh? I thought I'd change it up. My hip-hop stage is passing now, so I'm no longer... I'm 40 years old now. I cannot be an MC Kelly when I'm 40. Your hip-hop stage passed when you were like, yeah. about 19. But I went back into it and then I realised I'm an old man trying to look young, so now I'm Mick. Mc G. Is that really something? Yeah, like Mc G. Yeah, not bloody. That's a good point, actually. Now then, on this episode, we are talking about the legendary British comedy film series, The Carry On Films. But before we crack on, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Facebook. We're still on Facebook. Even you. Contributing. Throwing some threads. And I said I have got some more things. I'm going to. I'm going to bring up. Uh, just a little debate, mini debates, like I did about Superman and other stuff. Yeah. And whenever again, I, you know, I have got one about uh, certain, but I'm not going to mention it because it's about a Blu-ray that's of the show that we might be doing. But when we get round near to it, I've got a little debate so people will be able to do mm. along with the podcast. That's I'll tell you about it another time. Yeah, okay. That's a lovely, a lovely cup of coffee. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? We've got to tell all waffle on people about hazelnut coffee. Yeah, Dowig Burt's hazelnut coffee. <sighs> How come you got that then? I don't know, I just I was feeling my middle class for five minutes. <laughs> so I thought I'll get away from the next cafe. I thought, I know, who did I do? I mean Shirley, I'll have some funny hazelnut coffee and it's really good. It Apart is from the wife don't really like it. I was very, I know I tasted it before and it, and as you know oh, I do like my coffees and really uh, right. yeah, I must say it's just we have the shit we have a blue work. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Industrial oh, size coffee, but it's got caffeine and sugar in it, and that's all you need. It and it works at seven o'clock in the morning. We, we recorded on a Thursday today, and uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. So anyone who hasn't come and joined, please do come and request. Uh, myself or uh, my learned friend here will uh, accept you. It's normally me. Yeah. Um, and please do post us some good debates on there. Just, just search for Waffle on Podcast. And uh, our good friend Jen will be uh, telling you about that at the end of the show. Uh, sad news about James Gandolfini uh, who passed away today. You know, I didn't realise that someone come up to me this morning. Steve come up at 7 o'clock this morning. I didn't know what he was talking about because, you know, it's too early and your brain's not. Did you <laughs> what are you talking about? And he was Steve's already been up at 3 o'clock, press doing press up sit ups, <laughs> falling, falling off his bike, well, falling off his bike, driving <laughs> into the back of cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's crying so because it's like 51, he still had brilliant yeah. stuff to do. Yeah. That's the thing. But, uh, you know, it, there's no doubt. It, 
he's a big man, weren't he? If this isn't a wake up call for people yeah. about being, because he was over, there's no doubt he was overweight, wasn't oh, he? Absolutely, yeah. And I think he'd been overweight for a long time as well. Oh, he? he was never skinny, was he? has ended a very long time ago and he kept his weight on for yeah. his I mean, in the loop, he looks quite big in that. Yeah, yeah like I say, yeah. and like I said, I saw him in his last film, which was Killing Them Softly, mm. and he played, and, he, and I was watching with him in that and I said, God, he looks old now. He's put on mm. loads of weight. Yeah. And you, you can't get away with it forever, can you? You just can't. No, nah, I mean, you look at the first season of Sopranos, he was a big fellow in it, but he weren't, wasn't, I mean... He was more muscular in the earlier, yeah, but he's yeah. got, he was just like hulking, wasn't he? Yeah. But then he'd become... He just got big, didn't he? But he's 51. I suppose okay. he couldn't lose it. Sad, uh, sad, uh, sad day. It um, is a sad day. So, uh, we hate to mention, but we are going to throw in a, a donation thing today because uh, our subscription's coming up soon. But we do have a donate page at the uh, waffleon.podbean.com and you can see it's a PayPal thing just said donate and you can change the amount and you can change whatever uh, do, what's the word? Uh, domination. Not yeah. domination? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a you know slip there. It? Yeah, good well be. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, euro, dollar, Australia, dollar, Canada, whatever. Shekel. Shekel. No limbs, <laughs> no no kidneys or anything like that. So if you fancy just sending me a say, even just one dollar. Um, even a dollar pound? A dollar pound? Ooh, dollar pound. Dollar yeah. pound. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's for someone who might be listening. <laughs> please do. Uh, hey, I'm getting sky today. <laughs> Look at him because he's going to be reading through this. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a quick podcast. If, <laughs> if we go into the Blooming Mumboys because of the fact that uh, I really want to, and I, I'm seeing my mate, uh, mate Ray, you know, I don't have a curry. So that's going to be a quick curry. No starters. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. That's no, no, guy, HD. <laughs> uh, Papa Dom, that's it. Um, Cal, uh, bonus waffle on episodes. Oh, the, yeah, this the is. The secret episodes that we're going to Yeah, because these are these um, things, you have mentioned it before, the fact we do have our own little debates most of the, well, most of the time. Virtual. Okay, so it's basically like an eternal bloody waffle on podcast ads, isn't it? Yep. Whenever and again, every now and again we'll record it. But uh, we do have like, again, we have like really passionate little discussions, so to say. Yeah, so do, we've got, do, you want, do you want to say like another? I know. That's yeah. a really modern thing to do, isn't it? Put like in everything. Yeah, don't do it. I'm not doing it. Think about that. Um, yes, yeah, so we are going to do them, things that we're really interested in, yeah, or things that we don't like. Yeah, Mainly more the things that we don't, we don't like. like. Yeah, we've always maintained our waffle on that. We will only ever talk about stuff that we really are quite enthusiastic about and know about, because um, we're not ones for, for dissing down on it. We'll say if we don't like something, but we're certainly not going to you know, do an hour's podcast or something we don't like. Apart Unless from... <laughs> it's something where we know that we're going to have fun doing it. Now... These are going to be, uh, say, bonus episodes. We're not going to advertise them. And by that, I mean, we, you know, a lot of you may get our email that we send out. Because if you want an email, please do ask us and we'll subscribe to it. Uh, advertising it. Or we might turn around and put, hey, bonus show out on Facebook. But it will automatically pop up in your, in your iTunes feed or your Stitcher feed or whatever uh, podcaster. Or uh, direct to your brain if you're Android. Android. That's it. Could well be if you're that way inclined. There's a bloke who joined our Facebook page who turned around and said that. Uh, you, yeah. We help we help the, uh, the voices <laughs> in his head. Which is, well, mm. which is very funny when we're putting you off and probably murdering people. Yeah, these That's really bad. bad. You must be really desperate. Yeah. Well, welcome to the group anyway. It's yeah. nice that you listen. And if you are going to go on a killing spree, don't... Don't use us as a don't use us references. Don't go do the We ain't no gas coin. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I mean, one of those things that we're going to do is going to be the uh, the live. Uh, I say live. The morning cows recorded commentary when we watch Star Wars: Phantom Menace. One for <laughs> Ant- one for Anthony there, um, and also he's going, we'll probably actually throw in the um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, that's because I think that's one where I'm going to get. Anthony. This is where we've been going to. Oh, this is where we make in twenty. Yeah, and general general other stuff that is just going to be secret, aren't we? we we're going to. Or stuff that we don't think really fits into the into the uh, the waffle arm uh, genre. So I think that's all of these. Oh, we've got signed cards. Anyone wants a signed card? 
We've had a few people ask. Uh, just send us an email, drop us a line, and we'll send you, uh, free of charge, a uh, signed card with us. Okay, yeah. I've thought I'm a postage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one listens either. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're very really drunken listening now. Nobody bastards! Because <laughs> I'm up there. Now that I've gone. <laughs> uh, you'll probably come in and charge us now for this thing. Anyway, so Cal, before we do, what do we do before we talk about our main subject? We sort of play some form of theme tune. was the generic music there because we haven't got it at the moment because I haven't captured the clip and we're late as well apologies again we're three days late for releasing this but um, oh, we've had a, you know, we had a bit of a, the last few weeks have been all over the place haven't they with things oh, that we couldn't fit it in and been a bit of a nightmare really in, not in a bad way just but just, no, it's just been incredibly busy which is no, quite no. nice really, so we should have podcast when we were in our 20s we could have done it every day of the week we well, podcasts weren't amazing then no, we, we were still recording things on tape yeah BB Bazaar BB Bazaar now listeners all write in and ask for a copy of BB Bazaar to be put on the internet oh, Kevin Morgan mate I'd like <laughs> so anyway I'm just going to have another swig of this yeah, yeah. brilliant I will but no BB Bazaar is amazing is amazing anyway carry on so Directed by Gerald Tucker. Now, this is generic, okay? Uh, because it's the main uh, producer and main director who did these throughout the run. Um, we've got some comments and we've got some, uh, an MP3 from later on as well. So, here we go. Cal, jump in as usual, oh, well, right? Now, they're generally directed and produced by Gerald Thomas Peter Rogers. So, um, that's sort of a Barbara Broccoli kind of Yeah, was, they, they, yeah they kind of like was the head, uh, the head, head knobs. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, originally written uh, by Norman Hudis from 1958 to 62, and then from Talbot Raffle from 63 to 74. You'll see a change in uh, format through the Carry On films. Uh, for that. Now, the main actors in Carry On were Kenny Williams, Kenny Williams, Kenneth Williams, sorry. Kenny. Kenny, uh, it's because I've been captain, watching it, people <laughs> yeah. saying, oh, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joan Sims, uh, Charles Hawtrey, Sid James, Kenneth Connor, Peter Butterworth, Bernard Breslau, Hattie Jakes, Jim Dale, Barbara Windsor, Jack Douglas, Terry Scott, and of course, numerous others. Uh, we will talk a little bit about those main actors towards the end of the podcast, but um, to be honest with you, there's so many people who pop up in. Oh, but there's just loads of even incidental characters who pop up in every one, don't they? Yeah. And if there's too many to bloody tell, it's too many to say, isn't there? And now the Carry On series contains the largest number of films of any British series next to the James Bond film. This is the second longest continually running uh, series. 
Uh, anyway, they had a 14-year hiatus between 78 and 92. To be fair, they should have kept the hiatus. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, from 1958 to 66, it was uh, well, uh, distributed by Anglo-Amalgamated Film Distributors Limited, producing 12 films, and then Rank Organisation, who produced the remaining 19. All films were made at the legendary Pinewood Studios. Yeah, well, and, and it's really amazing because... It's, you know, I always think it's funny, you know, I love Hollywood stuff, you know, as I do, but Pinewood is as influential as Hollywood, and it doesn't get no credit, and you think of it now, it's one of the biggest, it's got the biggest blue screen in the world there, hasn't it now, Yeah. and they're making it even bigger, aren't they? All the big films come to Pinewood now, but now they're all going to come to, well... I think the new Bond's like Pinewood, definitely, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I know they're having some... Now, I think there was something going on the, where... There was. Um, they're rebuilding, I so I think, uh, this The latest film might not be filmed there, because they... Star Wars like, is, isn't it? The new Star, Star Wars, Wars is going to be on the new big blue yeah, screen. They've got the Pinewood thing there. And they've also, I think, some of the Hobbit's been filmed at Pinewood, I think. Um, yeah, I so mean... Someone made Christopher Lee's in his Dusty's dressing room. <laughs> Well, that's just for the video. It's in his living room. He's doing what we did with the, with the danger sign. You just <laughs> put up a green wall and then have it in there. Well, you can't expect no, him to travel that far, can you really? You know. Um, yeah, Christopher Lee. That's going to be a bonus episode as well, I should point out. Yeah, especially as well. He'd probably get all that and cut him out. He would not like that again. He'd be very angry about it. Well, you can't mind about that because The Hobbit has got that many extra bits in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. Hell. Anyway, that's a, that's a debate for... Oh, what about our podcast? Oh, what about Now, as we said, uh, Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas made all 31 films, uh, usually on a time to a very strict budget, and, of course, employing the same actors. Uh, there was 31 films, but there was also some Christmas specials that was on TV from yeah, 69, yeah. 70, 70, I've never 70, seen, Have you ever seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they like? Crap. Um, <laughs> as bad as, uh, as, bad as uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh no, not as bad as that. <laughs> Nothing could be as bad as that. <laughs> is that your, one of the worst things? I think that's the worst thing you've ever seen on TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was once. You can go, I can't remember how bad it was. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's. It must be bad for him to take it back and not make money off it because he'll do any old crap if it's Star Wars on, wouldn't he? I mean, even Harrison Ford looks embarrassed doing it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, people think he's such a really kind of like strict thing, but he isn't. He's got a really good kind of. Very slow burn sense of humour, and even he's looking. What the fuck am I doing? Here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is bad, and I'm sorry for swearing, but he deserves it. He really does. Well, if any waffle long fans are there, have you still got it? I have. It's on the um, Georgie Star Wars. That's that uh, weird thing in my dad got, wasn't it? That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. rare as well. That is, isn't it? Why hasn't got that from a car boot sale? I know. I was watching it the other day. Um, not the other day. I was telling uh, I was telling Mrs. Mates about it, and it was one of the conversations we had over uh, dinner. Rhubarb pie. It was lovely. Boom. I've got mine in, Carl. Where's yours? Um, so, uh, that'll be explained in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was actually a TV series as well. Um, 13 episodes were made for that. And also a West End stage show, which toured the regions. The TV series, which you can buy on DVD as well, the box set that I've got only has the films. And you know, I don't think, and I think Ian's got the same one, uh, Ian Wilson. Uh, I don't think it's got Carry On Columbus on again. That's so much of a bad thing. Okay, so that's not about you, you If you're a completist. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose I will get it. And so you got Carry On the Manual in there? It's got all of them, yeah, all the 31. Oh. The, or 30, I suppose it's got the 30 films on. I'll have to check. But you can buy the TV series as well. It's pretty poor. And so is the Christmas. Did it have the same cast in it, the, the TV series? It did, yeah. I'm not 100% sure if it had Sid James in it, because I think he died, but um, obviously he wouldn't be in it if he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, but to be fair, I haven't really researched that, because we, we're talking... No, 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 I haven't researched this one, no. 
Now, the film's humour was really British comic tradition of like the musicals and, you know, seaside saucy postcard. Well, the later films were more seaside. Yeah, yeah, someone said they've got to comment about this, haven't they? Yeah, Yeah, and they also parodied stuff like Carry On Cleo, uh, which is obviously about Cleopatra, and also Carry On Cowboy, which, and Carry On Spying was a a nod to the James Bond. I'll give you a little, little thing there. It was what got me into history. Really, the Carry On films? Yeah. Really? I'm a history obsessive when it comes to that, mainly because I thought this can't be true. Mm. This history can't be true. Is that why you have such a filthy humour because of when you, and you end up in Double Entendre? It's why I've got a dirty mind and interesting history because I could have carry on Cleo. So really, ideally, you would you'd be ideal for Henry VIII time there, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. And I just, I don't know, it was like, I remember watching the document thinking, oh, this is really interesting. What, what were they over there for? What, that can't be like that. And I read the proper book about Antony and Cleopatra and that's where I got into all history and yeah. a dirty... Dirty humour. <laughs> Barbara Windsor hasn't got really... No, no, I know, but you, when you're a kid, you thought she does. Yeah. Because yeah. we've all tried to stop the famous scene, haven't we? The famous carry-on camping Camp scene. Can you stop it? And then I, she just basically arses yeah. her back really mad, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, uh, cut from uh, a general television broadcast, you know that. That is. bit? Yeah. Oh, you can't see anything here. Uh, it's, it's, it's when, when, they, when the brass springs off, and she covers them, that scene, but when Kelly Pilgrim goes, Matron, take them away! When she comes, Hattie Jacks comes home and drags her, doesn't he? And as he pulls, she pulls her arm, a boob shows, boob oh, show, uh, that's a bit cut. Oh, no. So it just generally stops going after Williams's line. When I was about nine, I didn't really get much further than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow, you lasted quite well together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the first film was made in 1958. Now, a film had appeared in the previous year called Carry On Admiral, but this has uh, nothing to do with the I've Carry I've already saw film. that, and it's got nothing to do with it. No, but it does have Joan Sims in that film. Uh, there was also an unrelated 1937 film, Carry On London, which starred future Carry On performer Eric Barker. Now, the cast were paid around about £5,000 per film. Uh, for the principal performance, five thousand pounds. I suppose it was a few bad men, weren't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, generally they're very poorly paid. To be fair, I don't think their wages changed an awful lot, and they didn't get any royalties. No them, royalties, which is, no. Which was the biggest issue that they all had. Which is what, if you're an actor, what it's all about now. Is it? It's not about your percentage, percentage and royalties, really. Uh, that's what you tend to go on. Uh, now, Kerry Williams lamented in his uh, and criticised the movies. Although, ironically, he was the one who appeared in most of them and the best in it. You think so? Yes. Yes, you may be right. That when Kenneth Williams isn't in the film, you notice that he's not in it, and you know it's. It, when yeah, you, yeah, no, there, I, I, yeah. If you think of a Carry On film, Kenneth Williams is always in it. That's the yeah, yeah. weird thing, you know. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the very first one. Now, what we're going to do? We're going to do. We, we're not going to go into depth about we, each we film. We did discuss this, yeah, didn't we? Because there's thirty odd films, and there's only some which you can keep saying about the same jokes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about when it was made, who's principal in it, and our opinions on it. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we're also going to tell you some location films because a lot of the location uh, films for Carry On films you can still go and see, and they're, they're still there. Apart from obviously parts have been knocked down or flats yeah. built on it. So if you live near one, you can get near them. Yeah. Yeah, that was very weird. Yeah, so, the very first one, the very first one is called Carry On Sergeant. It was really um, a comedy vehicle for Bob, Bob Bunkhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm a massive Bob Bunkhouse fan. But, what you know, he's really, he was really, really good in them. Like I said, I think Bob Bunkhouse has been forgotten about... In one. Yeah, yeah. In one. That's it. I think he's sort of forgotten about 
I think there's a bit a whole generation now. I think younger people who don't know Bob Monk. Oh, I know. Oh, he was that one. He was at the Smarmy one. He used to do the uh, the, uh, the bloody game shows. Mm. No, he was one of the greatest stand-up comedians we've ever had. And TV even Bob Hope, Hope said that he's supposed to be upstage Bob Hope. You know, yeah. he did it at the Palladium because Bob Hope he used to have loads of auto cue, didn't he? And loads yeah. of but uh, Bob Monk could do it off his head. He's had an encyclopedia in mind for jokes, didn't he? His joke book is legendary, isn't it? Well, they got stolen, didn't got they? Got stolen. Someone got it, they got it back, though, didn't they? He did, yeah. And he he had... Uh, I wonder if people ever look for Doctor Who episodes, but he had a fantastic TV archive. In fact, he was taken to court. And at least off the top of my head, I'm sure Jonathan Moss actually mentioned it by accident that he borrowed a film off him. Or somebody borrowed a film off him. And he got talked to court for video piracy. I've heard that story. Yeah. I can't and remember. It was, it was just because he, he taped stuff off TV. And he was he, obsessive, he, he weren't obsessed, he? And his film library was absolutely Because there was that programme on BBC4, did you see it? About yeah, Bob the, the, the Unforgettable Bob Monkhouse. His yeah. files and that. Isn't mm. amazing, wasn't that? He, um, he did a couple of comedy vehicles. Uh, this was one of his first. Because he was known as a comedy performer on TV stage. And he did. Uh, he actually did a very straight role, a very dark role, and I, I forget what it was called. I've never seen it, but I've only seen clips. But he looks amazing in it. He really shows yeah. that he can act. I, that's it. I've seen, you know, I, I can't. Some people say he's like the British Bob Hope. He's he's more than that. He's more than Bob. You know, I like Bob. You know, yeah, no disrespect. Bob Hope films. I watched all the Road Two movies and stuff, but. Uh, but the thing with Bob Monkhouse, he never really crossed over, did he? No, no. No, he's all right in this, but he's playing Bob Monkhouse, isn't he? He is playing Bob Monkhouse, and he's the you know it's the the classic cheeky chap, the classic cheeky chap. It's black and white. Um, Canon Sergeant. He also stars William Hartnell, uh, who plays Sergeant Grimshaw. Um, Bob Monkhouse plays Charlie Sage. Um, we, we it's basically set in an army camp, isn't it? And and Hartnell's leaving or he's retiring, and he wants to make the best of it. Now, um, other people who turn up in this is Charles Hawtrey, uh, Kenneth Williams, uh, Terence Longdon, who appeared in quite a few of the uh, the, the early Carry On films. Uh, Shirley Eaton's in there, Eric Barker, Bill Owen, uh, Kenneth Connor, and Hattie Jakes turns in. Now, Kenneth Connor. I'm he a big has fan a, of you are, but the thing is, yeah, Kenneth yeah. Cummins has a habit of playing the same role oh, in his early films, and he's the irritating role. He did it in a lower And uh, I don't like him for that. Uh, no, don't, not him. I, I, like I don't Kenneth like his character kind of. because like he's all weak and feeble. You yeah, know, like, he always played that. He yeah, fancies yeah. the girl. I think he's Carry On Constable, which is sort of a later one. And oh, and Hattie Jake's was. But virtually Carry On Sergeant is virtually exactly the same to Carry On Constable. Yeah, I was going to say because I get the way you're talking about that now. I'm listening to this. I'll get them to the sort of cross pollinate each other and I get them muddled up. Mm. I thought that was because the way yeah. you were talking, I thought, oh, I thought that was. Yeah, Carrie well, you do. You get them comfortable. Now, Carrie Sargent was a screenplay by Norman Hughes. It was based on the Ball Boys by R.D. Uh, Delderfield, additional uh, material by John Arbutus. Uh, filmed between the 24th of March 1958 and the 2nd of May 1958, so it's a very short um, shooting time. Um, Stage beer Pinewood exteriors was the army camp was Cardwell's Keep in Southern Road near Guildford. The wedding scene was at St Mary's Church of England in Harefield, Middlesex, and also in uh, Beaconsfield, Buckinghamshire. Now the second film, Carry On Nurse. Oh, it's freezing. So it should be. Oh, it's freezing my foot off. Wouldn't have to worry about the bunion then, would you, Jack? (laughs) Stop laughing about Bernie. Now, you, you like the medical ones, didn't you? I do. 1959, again, black and white, starring uh, Hattie Jakes in her first matron role, uh, which, of course, is what she gets. She gets kind of... No, they, 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 I get all these medical ones muddled up. Yeah. I can't, because there's three medical ones, isn't there? Three medical ones. Can a doctor, can a gain doctor. Can which is the one where the, 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 the thing that makes people thin? Now, 
Oh, that's the one with Frankie Howard. Yeah, yeah. But this is the one uh, with um, the Daffodil, the notorious Daffodil scene with Wilfred Hyde White, later to be seen, of course, in, uh, was it Battlestar? Yeah, it was, yeah. Book Rogers. Book Rogers, yeah. Um, This style against Terence Longdon, uh, Kenneth Connor, again, is the boxer, Charles Autry, playing his usual self, Kenneth Williams, again, playing the bookish, the intellectual, trying to be an intellectual character. This is, this is, early Kenneth Williams is very much like the upper class, you know, everyone's better, you know, I'm better than everybody. Yeah, I always think it's a bit like the way uh, Rowan Atkinson was different in Blackadder from one to the others. Yeah. He, his character changed in Vinny. It just changed change all of a sudden when he got older. I think when everyone realised what Kenneth Williams was like, he became a very different kind mm. of character in things, didn't he? Now, this this one, uh, Karen Nurse, was a screenplay again by Norman Hughes, but it was based on an idea by Patrick Cargill and Jack Sill. Now, do you know who Patrick Cargill is? Patrick Cargill? Yeah. No? He's worth an awful lot. But I know him as playing number two in The Prisoner Which in one? the episode Hammer into the Anvil. Is that my favourite episode? Yeah. It's my favourite episode. That's Patrick Cargill. Bloody hell. Very well known writer. We're after this, have, have a look him up. Yeah. You'll, you'll be amazed at what he's wrote. You'll yeah, yeah, think, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a writer. There you go. There's your thing. Also starring in this one was Bill Owen. Leslie Phillips in his, uh, his first uh, carry-on film. Um, we saw Leslie Phillips at the NEC not longer. We did see And him. again, we were gonna, but we didn't so be great not going up again. Oh, uh, let's not talk about that. We've had so many of them. I know. I have so many of them. Joan Sims, Wilfred Hyde-White, and Joe Hickson, most well-known, of course, were playing um, Miss Marple. And Irene Handel, uh, filmed 2nd of November to the 12th of December 1958, again, all at Pinewood Studios. Now, you talk about people who played the one character on <laughs> Leslie Phillips. Well, yeah. Has he ever played anyone but a bounder? You know, I, again, I think he also played someone quite dark later on, around about 1978, 79. Um, so I always get that him. Oh, he's played the sorting hat in Harry Potter. I don't know, I don't know. Because I always get Leslie Phillips and um, your man. Uh, you know, you're bound there. Oh, Terry Thomas. Them two, Venom, muddled up. Because they couldn't be the same. <laughs> they couldn't play the same. Who do you reckon would have? I reckon Phillips would have more success with the women. Yeah, than yeah, because he was just a bit more suave, Leslie Phillips, wasn't he? Yeah. I, if, th- you know. I think the thing is, right, is that I think you could get. I don't know, ladies, let us know. Could you be taking, doing a bit of a Leslie Phillips and going ding dong and, and, and cut up that and being a bit suave? Get you there somewhere, them doing a the Terry Thomas. I said, Yeah, yeah. That's too sharp. Yeah. I think you probably get away with the Phillips. Yeah, yeah, because he's just a bit he was smooth, weren't he? he was a bit smooth, smooth weren't and he? He still is, because see how old he is. The yeah, man yeah. is still smooth. Guess where the cravat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, third one then. Carry on teacher. 1959. Yeah, this is the one I don't remember very well. This, well, one. this had Ted Ray. Now, Ted Ray was going to be well-known actor, Ted Ray. Uh, he was going to be a regular in the carry-on films, but unfortunately, after this one, contractual obligations kept him away from it, and that's the reason why Sid James comes in. Sid James takes Bloody hell, what a Ray. bit of, uh, what do they call it, uh, serendipity, where it's the right timing, mm. that is for him. Yeah, Perfect, weren't absolutely, it? absolutely. There's loads in acting world that goes like that, doesn't they? Someone gets forced out, and they come in, and it makes the lives. Now, carry-on teacher is one of these films where um, the the head teacher here, William Wakefield, played by Ted Ray, gets the opportunity to go to a better school, and all the school kids don't want him to go. It's the and classic thing. It's, it's to the, serve with love. Yeah, to we had love. loads of that, didn't we? Saint Trinians. Yeah, we were, in the sixties, it was very much about school. What the, I think the like, you know, this is where I was again younger, watching all these films. I don't know there was a certain thing about class. Do you know? I never really knew about class because you don't know. Yeah. You know, in Britain, it's in your face all the while. But I, this is the first time I thought, oh, well, well why that? Mm. Why is he posh and they're all yeah. oinks? Because that was to serve <laughs> love. That was to yeah. serve love. When it's in a point, 
up posh, weren't they? When they were all scallywags, weren't they? Even though they were all about inverted. <laughs> the main people in this film, uh, of course, uh, Pop Ted Ray, was Rosalind Knight, uh, Leslie Phillips, Kenneth Williams, Hattie Jakes, Kenneth Connor Jones, Sims, and Charles Hawtrey, all playing the teaching staff. Now, the people who overhears the fact that the head teacher is leaving and thus uh, creates havoc is a very young Richard O'Sullivan, later to be known in uh, Man About the House and Dick Turpin. Yeah, and, I and also someone who looks a bit like my dad. And they're also starring in this film uh, was uh, Carol White, Larry Dunn, and Cyril Chamberlain. Cyril does play, uh, turn up in a few um, other Carry On films. Film dates back again, March 1959. Uh, exteriors for this Drayton Green Primary School in Ealing. And now the name of the school was later alluded to by Mothersey in the song Let's, uh, sorry, Late Night, Maudlin Street. I don't really know Smith's stuff. Yeah, that's right. interesting. I don't know that's him all over, though. Isn't he very mm. English, isn't oh, he? Yeah, I've got yeah. about English, the English world. So, Carry On Constable, 1959. Yeah, yeah. now this is the one where I first loved. Mm. But then again, this, I, one of these, with everybody Norman Wisdom one when he plays it. Oh, I love that film. Uh, is that On The Beat? On The Beat. With, I, you know, there were so many films that were really similar around about now, that. Is that the one where he plays two characters? He plays the hairdresser and he also plays the... And they do that oh, I love that one. That is great, that is. Yeah, but I, I always get them... Because the experience about it, there weren't a load of difference. I suppose the early... You know, we'll talk a little about the, the, the way Kelly on Chains later on. <laughs> but them early ones, and the Norman Wisdom films, and the Will Hay films, and the George Formby films, they're all very similar, weren't they? Mm. You know, about... Being heroic, a working class person, yeah. saving the day, yeah. and the same kind of humour. So, like I said, I always get that model up with that on the beat. Yeah, it's, on the it's, beat, it's the classic it's one. Classic black and white, uh, you know, early early British films, Ealing films, all that kind of. There's always a formula to it, and the formula works. And this is why there is such. A, although carry on, carries on, it carries on. Um, the name, there is a big difference. Uh, there's a, there's a turning point, mainly in the writer leaves. Like you've got classic British, you know, um, humour in which you could watch with you. Kids are yeah, it was just it was and like, then there's a uh, yeah, point where you know you think oh crude comes into it. and then it's it, still funny but yeah and, and then it gets worse. Like a manual was it like oh, that was the time where, where it yeah. couldn't go couldn't go any further it couldn't go any further and it ruined it yeah well we'll talk about yeah totally as we get around here so it came on Constable 1959 um, again starring uh, uh, Kenneth Connor who played uh, Constable Charles Constable uh, a real poor joke um, Kenneth Williams uh, Leslie Phillips again um, Charles Hawtrey and also starring Sid James, Eric Barker. Sid James' first carry-on film, again, as we said, took over from Ted Ray. Eric Barker, uh, Joan Seems, Hattie Jake, Shirley Eaton, Joan Hickson, Irene Handel, Terence London, and Freddie Mills. Now, again, you're starting to see the regular faces yep. are turning up here. Classic British actors are coming in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like carry-on comes, but I watched it the other day. There's some nice moments in it, all that. Charles Hawtrey... Again, playing Charles Hawtrey. Charles Hawtrey gets sacked from Canada later on because he's, he's too pissed. But again, he, he does play the same kind of character where if that kind of character grinds you, yeah, yeah. you're going to get annoyed with him pretty quickly and you do you do end up getting angry with him. Not, probably for a good reason because he's meant to be annoying. The character's meant, always meant to be annoying. And you think, just like, I couldn't handle working with someone like this. Not me. I don't like the bloke. Oh, get off. Yeah. Uh, he just annoys me. People love him. him. It's I like, what? That's the... That's his only act. <laughs> uh, that was filmed uh, between the 9th and the 18th of December 1959. Again, of course, at Pinewood. Uh, exteriors for this were the streets of Ealing, London. Now, the exterior of the police station is Hanwell Library on Charing Road, W7. Other scenes were filmed along the parade of shops at the Avenue in West Ealing. Uh, Drayton Court Hotel is visible in many scenes. The Royal Mail Sorting Office in Manor Road and the railway footbridge over GWR out of West Ealing is also seen and is still standing today. Other scenes were filmed on and around St Mary's Road, including St Mary's Church and the surrounding streets of Ealing. 
Uh, Caviar Regardless next, 1961 again, black and white. One of those ones that... Is this the... Um, this was the first almost sketch-style Caviar thought, film, not really a structured um, yeah, story. Yeah, that's it, it's really... Because you watch so many of them, they all do mingle into one. I always thought Regardless, the one with the taxis. No, that's Cameron Cabby. That's Cameron Cabby? Yeah. Uh, this one, I'll give you a little... Uh, I don't remember Regardless, you know, if it's up in mid well, I don't remember the name. Regardless is... Um, Jobs are scarce, but local entrepreneur Bert Handy, played by Sid James, has hit upon the perfect business idea. An agency where no job is too big or too small. The Helping Hands Agency is born. And as word spreads soon, he is inundated with an influx of new recruits from the Labour Exchange, including one of their clerks. Starting Kenneth Connor, mm-hmm. Charles Hawtrey, Kenneth Williams, Joan Sims, Liz Fraser, Bill Owen again, uh, Terence Longdon. And also starring a, a mysterious stranger, played by one of your favourite people, Stanley Unwin. There's an important message for Bert and the gang, if only they could understand why he said Yeah, there's another man who had one act, didn't they? He did, very he did that for a long, many years that act, didn't he? He did, he did, yeah. yeah. I was wondering whether you'd gathered again now, all ready for the frail, if you were today. Sir, perhaps I'll be able to understand you if you talk slowly. Now, I'm sure it's my fault, but do me a favour, slowly. I have, for many crothers... Olmstead and invest in Mo Craven for him. And with all this throat, so I can follow through him to Kate for you. I, I, I give in. I just don't understand. I do. You do? I understand. He gobbledygooks. I don't care what he eats. <laughs> you don't understand. Oh, no, I don't understand. Translate it. How do you do? <laughs> how do you do? Matiplo interpret? Well, how extraordinary is necessary for Doolittle and these. But you can stroll through this message, tell these people over the sounds. Mr. Hayden's that. There was Golden. Uh, also starring with Fenella Fielding, Joan Sims, Hattie Jakes. Oh, Fenella Fielding. Fenella Fielding, yeah. yeah. Oh, she could, well, she come back into it, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Screaming. I'm screaming, yeah. Oh, they, where were we talking about that one? Yeah. Yeah. Cyril Chambers, Joan Hickson again, Terence Alexander. Uh, Nicholas Parsons pops up in that. Patrick Cargill pops up in that. Nicholas fucking yeah, Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. a Rocky Alvan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, filming dates for that 28th of November 1960 to 17th of January 1961. Exteriors here, the corner of Park Street and Street, uh, Sheet Street in Windsor. Uh, Berkshire doubled for the Helping Hands Agency. The location was used again a decade later for the Wedding Bliss Agency in Carry On Loving. Now we've got our first ever colour film here. Carry on cruising in 1962. Yeah. You're not a fan of carry on yeah. cruising. It's the one again. It's... Should, should we point it out? Not a not cruising as an opportunity. No, 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 no. Because that would be a very unusual. That would be a more explicit. That would be carry a serious. On that uh, um, again, it reminds me of like the Doctor in the House movies. There's that one where they went on the. Because you like them as well. You like the Doctor in the House I movies, do, yeah, isn't Because one of the ship weren't there. One on the ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always get more muddled up. I do. So. I do. Carry on with that one. I think uh, literally, oh, very, 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 very. But I think, like I said, I think obviously we saw everyone. Most people have saw every one of these. But it's been a long time since a lot of these early ones were on the TV, wasn't it? Uh, Sid James and he plays a captain, and also Stone again. Here we go. The usual names: Kenny Williams, Kenny Connor, Liz Fraser. Uh, Lance Percival turns up he plays the chef uh, I do quite like Lance Percival Civil Chamberlain Anton Rogers turns up in this uh, film with Dave 8th of January uh, to the 16th of February 1962 look at the turnaround in that just that's over ridiculous, a month isn't it? Uh, interiors purely filmed at Pinewood Studios now we go back to black and white what 1962 was that? what was that what, what do you think that uh, was possibly budget I should think I mean everything was filmed on Pinewood Studios here so they could probably afford the colour whereas this one's black and white Karen Cabby a lot of exterior filming um, yeah 1962 See, uh, Jim Dale pops up in this one along with Hattie Jakes Sid James 
Uh, and of course, the usual suspects, Kenneth Connor returning, Charles Autry, Liz Fraser, Bill Owen, and Amanda Barry. Turns yeah, yeah. One, again, we've a uh, serial champion. Now, his screenplay here is Talbot Rothwell. So this is the first one that he does. So you're starting to see... And this was at the beginning of the change to it. There's going to be a some, you know. Well, gender politics started coming into it, didn't exactly it? Very yeah. much so. Uh, this was based on the idea by S.G. Green and R.M. Mills. Uh, and it filmed between the 25th of March to the 7th of May, 63. Exteriors for this, The Streets of Windsor again. Now, the filming of uh, Carry On Cabby was portrayed in the BBC drama Hattie which is the dramatisation of the life of Hattie Jakes, which starred Ruth Jones. I haven't saw it. I haven't saw it. No, because really I, I didn't want it to be too... It's quite a sad story, isn't it? It is a sad story, and you do feel sorry for John oh, Lemizu. Oh, yeah, and it really upset. I really like John Lemizu. Yeah. I, I don't want anyone treating him horribly. No, well, the thing is, is that, I mean, there's a certain bit of... Anybody who doesn't know this, but Hattie Jakes uh, was married to John Lemizu, and um, she had an affair, and uh, Lemizu found out about this, and um, to save any kind of scandal in the newspapers... He took the blame for it. Um, the rumour went around that he was having an affair and he was a, a bad husband. He actually went and lived upstairs right, and so uh, she so moved, her new husband, lover moved in below. You him. can't believe You can't believe it because he had a good relationship with the, the lover as well, didn't he? Well, um, he put up with him. Yeah. But there's a scene from uh, This Is Your Life where... Um, there's that famous thing where... He, he walks on with her and they actually have split up at that point. But he, he he's, carries he's on... Professional he's a consummate you know, professional, wasn't he? He was just a lovely guy, you know, and... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he liked to be left. Playing his piano and doing that's what he liked to do, didn't they? <laughs> he did. But I think this worked because he was such a lovely bloke. You wanted him to say something to him, didn't yeah, you? Stand yeah. up for yourself. But the funny thing was, though, is that Hattie Jakes helped um, John Lemzuria find his next wife, which was who was called Joan, which was actually Hattie Jakes' best friend. This is all. So he actually kind of worked out quite well yeah, yeah. in the end. Although I think she went and uh, went off with somebody else, and he had a bad. Maybe he shouldn't be so laid back. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back into colour now. We carry on Jack. This is the first film to uh, star Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, I love it. Bernard uh, Cribbins. Girl, Bernard Cribbins. Uh, a lot of probably um, younger people will know Bernard Cribbins yeah. being in Doctor Who's playing Wilf. And anyone really young will know him as playing the um, the shipmate storyteller in the new CBeebies programme that time. And uh, also stars Freeman Aggerman. How old is he, man? He's going to be he's looking on, but he's great. He's still got that twinkle in his eye, that yeah, warmth in his voice. Exactly, you know? in his and Freeman Aggerman's in it. And I, I mean, like I said, I think she's treated absolutely terrible. Boy, I yeah. do, I do. Boy who. But we're not going to get into who, because we don't talk about everybody, but she was, t- you know, giving yeah, a fucking difficult, chance. Difficult second. Because of bloody Billy fucking boy, Pat. Yeah, oh, I love her, uh, Free Magma. We're going to have she's... to put up with her, isn't that? Let's not talk about but anyway, Freeman, I think you're great. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, Charles Horty pops up this again, along with Juliet Mills, Donald Houston, uh, Jim Dale, Patrick Cargill again tops up in here, Anton Rogers, Ian Wilson, not our, not our podcast in Anton Rogers is in it. Anton Rogers is back in it, yeah. Now, this filming took place for this, uh, 22nd of September, sorry, the 2nd of September, the 26th of October, 63, and the exterior was, was French and Pond. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so I really, I did quite like Carry On Jack actually. This is the um, it's the set of the pirate way. Yeah, it, it's kind of like does it actually has a pretty good story to it really. It's it's um, yeah, it's a good good film that one. Uh, now back to black and white. Carry On Spying this one, which it? a lot of people see as the uh, the classic that now, but uh, you know, I think it's definitely up there, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's a really good film. This one, in fact, we'll read you a little bit out of this yeah. one. Uh, Nineteen sixty-four. A top secret formula is stolen from a maximum security lab by the infamous spy Milchman, played by Victor Madden. Realizing that he must be working for the evil Doctor Crow, Judith First Stench Organization, 
the British Operational Security Headquarters, Bosch, reluctantly sent for the only agent available, the accident-prone Desmond Simpkins, played by Kenneth Williams, who basically he's playing his um, role from the, what's it called, you know, big fella, blood donor sketch. I uh, Hancock. Hancock, yeah. He's playing his snide character. And the snide character is where you get, mm, stop missing it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing the snide character. In no, it. it's weird where Hancock was not, he, he, never in it, but because he, he was, he was, uh, was he dead? I don't know. But if you think about how big he was, you think, he was, but he wasn't, there wasn't anything else to Hancock. No, no, you're not a Hancock fan, are you? I'm not a Hancock. Because you saw a board in Britain. I'm a Galton and Simpson fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, treat, he treated them like shit, like he treated Sid oh, James yeah. and Kenny, uh, Kenny Williams like Oh, no, I don't think he was a nice man. No. Uh, you know, I think he's one of them, he's sort of the comedians, comedians, and a load of comedians love him. Yeah. There's no doubt he was a good performer, wasn't he? He was yeah. a really good performer. But, you know, he was a person who had it all. <laughs> he had it all and went and then thought, I could do it on my own. And it ruined him, didn't it? Yeah. One of the, sorry, yeah. I, I just read. You're laughing there about Hancock's demise there. No, no, no. I'm just, I was just looking at the names. You can tell that when the, the new writer comes in because of the names here. Uh, now, um, Charles Hodge turns up in this as Charles Bind, Harold Crump, played by Bernard Cribbins, and Daphne Honeybutt, uh, yeah. played by Barbara Windsor. Now, um, Jim Dow plays this as Carstairs. He pops up. Other people who turn up in this, again, of course, Bernard Cribbins, Eric Barker. And Tom Clegg and Frank Forsyth turn up in this as well. Uh, film dates 3rd of February to 13th of March 64, all filmed in Pinewood Studios. Now, we come on to one of the biggest carry on films. Uh, they've got a stroke of luck here for uh, the budget, I'll tell you this. Carry on Cleo in yeah, 1964. Yeah, I think this is where you could see they definitely had more money put into the budgets in them, uh, them middle ones, didn't they? Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I love Cle- Now, a load of people, because I was looking at this on there, I was looking at some. Carry on websites last night, and load of people don't like this. But oh. I love them. Look, I said it got me into history. I know they never went abroad, but to me, they did when I was a kid. Oh, look at them there. They're in Rome, and mm. you know, I love Ben Hur and all them things. I, I really like it. It's got some great jokes in it, hasn't it? Oh, well, it's got the infamy. Of yeah, you know, all got the infamy. you know, Kenneth Williams were better than in this because he had to act in it. Didn't he had to act, yeah. And of course, William was well known. Uh, um, um, what's his name? Lawrence Olivier. Uh, picked him out to be in one of his plays. He, uh, his, like early career, him, yeah? his early career, um, Williams was a very good Shakespearean actor. It's like Harry H. Corbett. Oh. He was seen as a British Marlon Brando, yeah, weren't he? Yeah. Look what, hap- what happens to him. Well, that's, Just, that's a crime there. Yeah. Hello uh, to Jason Adams. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Karen Cleo. Now, Karen Cleo is famous for um, them using the sets and the clothing from uh, the Cleopatra film, which starred Elizabeth Taylor and, of course, Richard Byrne. Okay, so Julius Caesar, uh, played by Kenneth Williams. Now, some of you might be wondering if we're playing clips. Uh, the chances are we won't. We've got a few clips, maybe, but it's a bit hard. It's too it's hard. Really it? because... hard, and also this podcast will be really long. And, and I mean, it's not just dull because you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't need to. No, anyone, who, anyone who knows them knows all the best bits. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't. Probably won't be interested in the best bits. So that's what I say about it. Yeah, good good call. Um, mm. Mark Anthony, played by Sid James. Also appearing here is Jim Dale, Kenneth Connor, uh, Amanda Barry, who plays Cleopatra. She was She's really beautiful, isn't really she? Yeah, yeah. She's got lovely eyes, isn't she? Amazing big eyes, isn't she? Yeah. No work. She's still acting out, isn't she? No work done on her. She turns up in that bloody irritating programme, was it? Women's thing. Yeah. Uh, also starring Joe Sims, uh, Sheila Hancock, a very young Sheila Hancock yeah. in this. Uh, John Pertwee is the soothsayer. Yeah. Love his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Film dates for this 13th of July to the 28th of August 64, all filmed in Pinewood Studios and Chobham Common in Surrey. No, you wouldn't think that, would you? Yeah. You wouldn't. Carry On Cowboy, another one that uses uh, uh, outdoor sets and also um, really does take the budget for it and works really well. Uh, yeah, I always think um, Red Dwarf... Uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Coming uh, in Apocalypse is a lot like this. I wonder if that's the same film. Like that would be really interesting because that's what we remember when I first saw that. I thought, what if that's from Carry On? Ooh, I'll have to look that up. I'm not sure. Now, uh, playing uh, Rumpole Kid, Sid James, uh, Joan Simpson, this is uh, Mayor Berg, played by wonderfully by Kenneth Williams, uh, the Sheriff, John Pertwee, and Marshall P. Nutt, um, played by Jim Dale, also starring, of course, the usual Charles uh, Hawtrey, Angela Douglas, Peter Butterworth turns up in this, his first. Uh, Film. Bernie Breslau turns in this and Margaret Nolan. Uh, filmed third, 12th of July, 3rd of September 65. And Chobham Common again and Black Park, former in Buckinghamshire. Now that could be the place because it's a great set, isn't it? It's an amazing yeah, really film. Do. Yeah, no, and you know what? Weirdly, there's a there's a film called Death Street Rides Again. Hmm. And it's got, and it's Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Moore, yeah, who's yeah. a really big actor, and he plays in it. Uh, uh, a dentist who goes to America to become a sheriff in the town. Oh. What's the story of that? The Django. It, you know, <laughs> it's such a classic. That, yeah. yeah. Right? I watched it, you know, nothing, I watched it about a month ago because I'm film four. Who's a sanitation engineer in this, isn't it? Yeah, I'm film four on a Friday afternoon. You always put old films on. I always watch one. Mm. And I'd, and I really like Kenneth Moore. I yeah, like all yeah, them yeah. old actors. I do really like them. I don't know this and I'll watch it. It's just a bloke standard western. But it's a comedy. And I remember thinking, but I'll just like that carry on one. Mm. So, you know, like I said, I think things are different then. Because you could have two films at the, of the same subject and put them out. Because you're not going to see them. Yeah. It's not like now where well, you can't do that. Because everyone can get it straight away. Yeah, right. There's so many films being released all the while, weren't there? In, in the 60s and the 70s. Would you like an interesting fact? Go on. Carry on, Cowboy. Go on, man. Have a guess who was the stuntman. Oh. In Carry On Cowboy. We were talking about him yesterday. Mm. We were talking about how old he is and how old the story that he wrote is. He also presented a game show. He's bald. A game show? Yeah. Well, and his role was taken over by Edward Tudor Pole. Weirdly, honestly, Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien was a stuntman in Canyon on Cable. I didn't know he was a stuntman. Well, we need, we need. More, I know he was a theatre. He did circus and that. Well, he, moved, he his family moved to New Zealand where he learned to ride horses and uh, then became a stuntman riding horses. So all the stunt work in, on their horses. That know. is a really good fact. That is that's really good. Now your favourite Carry On film, Carry On Screaming from 1966, yeah. starring Jim Dale as Albert Potts, uh, Angela Douglas as Doris. Uh, Harry had a wonderful Harry H. Corbin yeah, uh, Detective Sergeant Sidney he's Bunn. amazing isn't he uh, Slow Buffum Slow Buffum sorry yeah. Peter Butterworth he's really good really underrated actor oh, he's yeah. always really funny in him and he never got any credit for to me everyone talked about Sid James Kenneth Williams Joan Sims yeah. he's amazing he is really good and I think as well, Kenneth Williams really shines in this as Dr. Yep. Watt. And uh, Valerie, uh, his vampire like sister, played by uh, Vanilla Fielding, also starring in this. Joan Sims again, Charles Autry. Yep. Um, Bernard Breslau played Socket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Firdle played again by John Pertwee. John Pertwee. Oddbod, Tom Clegg. Oddbod Jr., Billy Cornelius. <laughs> uh, Frank Thornton plays Mr. Jones. Norman Mitchell's in this as well. And then again, Anthony Sagar. Filming date for this 10th of January to, uh, to the 25th of February 1966. 
all filmed again, of course, at Pinewood, and Windsor in Berkshire and Fulmer in Buckinghamshire. Cal, why do you? Why is this your favourite carry? I'll tell you why. Because it, you know, I'll say this: my wife hates carry on films, right? Right, which is like I don't know, lots of people my don't wife like loves them. them. Yeah, you know, it's whatever you think. And I said, right, I, I could show you. You can't put carry on Cleo or carry on camping because you know exactly what's coming, right? I could put on for Emma. I'm going to do it. Carry on screaming. Mm. Right, I'm not going to tell her it's a carry-on film. Right, this is a Hammer film. Oh, okay. So you need to get through the titles then. Right, yeah. I said this is a Hammer film you haven't saw. It's like a Hammer film. You know, it's really funny, but you can knock the jokes away. It's spooky. Yeah, yeah. It's got. It works as a horror. You know, it's you know. It's it's definitely a nice homage, isn't it? No, no. Fancy. It's fantastic. I said. I I remember watching that one as a kid, and it scared me. Mm. This is where I got my love of. Being on the moors at midnight, misty moors, houses, werewolves, Frankenstein's. Mm. This is what I want, and I think it's a perfect little hand, and even a lot of the Kelly Young fans see it as the... Because I was looking the at the yeah. forum, yeah. And, um, yeah. and they were saying it's the best one. Was it? you looking at that, it's called the Whip It In? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what a brilliant name. It is. And they were saying, and, and I was saying, he's seen as the best one, isn't it? Yeah. It's got the best production values. Mm. It acts, the acting's really good. It's got Harry H. Corbett being amazing in it. Yeah. And it's all got Oddbod. Remember our friend Diana? Yeah, yeah. To die at bloody Oddbud. Oh, she remember yeah. that? She'd be dying at Oddbud. Yeah, I mean, that, actually, that website with the, with the Whippy Din forum on there is a, a really, and I actually took some of my information from there because they have such, everything oh, you want to know about Carry On is there. It's a great, in fact, I'll probably, I have joined that forum, so uh, we'll mention that we're doing a podcast for them and maybe. Yeah, yeah so it's got like Fernando Fernand in it as well, playing yeah. a super sexy really movie. Really respect. You know, it's actually. such a classic look that is, you know. And this is the same year that she did the voiceovers for The Prisoner. And you think of her character, right? Alvira. Just like Alvira. And interestingly... Well, she's called Valeria. Yeah, it's like a copy of thingy. And you know, interesting fact that uh, Alvira was sued by a woman called... Spidera, I think now. Well, it was an Ed Wood thing. Yeah. It's Nick the Image, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... uh, There's Alvira. Briefly, I watch a programme. You'll be able to watch this. Called Count Cars. Oh, it's about a bloke. Twenty five things I've got. Right. It's about a bloke. Anyone who's a big fan of all porn stars and all these things. <laughs> no, just people who know these porn stars and all this, right? Um, <laughs> he, she does like someone bring an old car in and they'll do it up like a gangster car or whatever. <laughs> Alvira come into it now and she's fifty nine, oh, yeah. right? And she had a car done up like a coffin. It was amazing. But you <laughs> never know she was 59. What's this got to do with porn films? No, porn... See, you don't know. You said porn stars? It is. What? P-A-W-N. See, you're going to know <laughs> she's in porn... See, right. you're, right. you're going to explain that because I'm, I'm thinking, hold on, where's right. this going? There's three, there's three <laughs> brilliant programs on Discovery called Porn Stars, Counts Cars and American Restoration, right? right. They all have the Porn three, as in porn. P- a, it's about a porn shop in Las Vegas, right? I'll tell you what, it's massive programme now. In, in America, it gets 15 million people watching it. Over here, it gets four. I'll tell you why, it because four. everyone thinks it's called Porn no, it's Stars. Like, hey, so, come and look at these programmes called Porn Stars. Oh, no, I'll tell you no, what, like these old bastards do. I told car. Kev about it. Right? Well, that's what he would have thought of no, I told Kev, porn. now, every day, him and Ruth sit down after dinner and watch an episode of Porn Stars. I've got my mum into it. I've got Jane in. When you start watching it, you'll become obsessed. Well, you know, I like I like poor version, which was called uh, something knock up shop or something with an Indian guy and Bernie uh, 
Uh, they were making up. Oh, this is going wild. No, but I'm saying the point is, our boy was 59 right. now, and, and she looks exactly the same. Is the work gone on? Oh. Well, also, see with Emma, and she said yes. Is she high? Yes. Flats of land? There's huge flats of land still, <laughs> but a lot of very tight corset. Yeah, well, there you go. Probably done the back, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, next one. Uh, don't lose your head, or otherwise known as carry on, don't lose your head. It's mainly known as don't lose your head. 1966, now this starred, again, Sid James as uh, Savodny Effing. Uh, you can see here where it's time to go. Uh, Lil Darcy the Pooh, Pew, as Jim Dale. Uh, Charles Hawtrey, Kenneth Williams, and who else pops in? Joe Sims again. Joe Sims always playing these small roles, but she's so important in the canon. Is this the black fingernail? It is. It's the, a, notorious, the black. Uh, it's the got black some awful double entendres, doesn't it? Oh my oh. god, it really has, yeah. It really has. Uh, also starring this was uh, Peter Gilmore, probably not the guitarist. No. Uh, Marianne Stone. Uh, anyone else? Uh, no, no one else really standing out there. It's a really good film. I know it, I, mean, I like it, it because I love the Scarlet Pimpernel yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. And it's got some funny. Kenneth Williams is really good in it, isn't he? You know, we were talking about um, Reg the other day, Richard E. Yeah. And he's, he's got his uh, looking forward to watching that, Hotel yeah. Secrets. Um, I'd really like, I haven't bought it, I think I might buy it, because I thought his Scarlet Pimpernel was just. It's a forgotten about programme, really. Yeah, isn't and it? I'd love that, you know, because he's still. He, hey, man, I reckon you could do it still. Yeah, just make him Doctor Who. He's already played Doctor Who. He was the original Ninth Doctor. Yeah, but couldn't they. And he can't play that because he's played the guy in television. I oh, know, they missed on such a thing there. And I think he would have done I know he's a real, but he would have done it. I, I, I think he would have done it. He'd do brilliant. I saw the photograph. I'll be perfect for it. He's got that youthful figure that they need, and he's got a bit of experience. And he's got that kind of British to do. I mean, although he's Eccentricness. Okay, he's and he can do dark act. There's no doubt. Because, you know, when you say that you're one of your favourite films, you know, with Nan and I, people say it's a lovely comedy. It's not. He's a really unlikable character, isn't he? Isn't he? Oh, and he camps out up someone. Yeah. He's not like. I mean, you do Hudson Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we do oh. that as a bonus one? <laughs> yeah, not ultimate. No, it really is a bad film. Really. Even he's bad in it, and that he's saying something in it. He's usually going to think he does, isn't he? Willis is shit in it. Anyway, uh, yeah, that one uh, filmed twelfth um, of September to twenty eighth of October. Now the exteriors for um, Carry On, Don't You Lose Your Head were the following: Clandon Hall in Guildford, Claydon Park in Buckinghamshire. Uh, Cliveden in Buckinghamshire, Wadson Manor in Waddesdon, sorry if I said that wrong, and again Black Park in Buckinghamshire, quite a bit of location uh, from there. Yeah, they... Now, Follow That Camel turned up again, mainly known as Follow That Camel, sometimes people do put the proof out. I really camel. like this, I know people are going to hang me for it, but I really like it. Well, this stars, uh, this was a vehicle really for Phil Silvers, I really like Phil Silvers, I really like Phil Silvers, he's really good in this, he's really good, uh, Jim Dowles and his Peter Butterworth again. Uh, Bernard Breslau, not ashamed to uh, black up. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I think he said it there. Uh, Kenny Williams in this. Jim yeah, Kenny Williams is really good in it because he acts again. He acts, he's got a different accent. Yeah, he plays Commander <laughs> Commander Berger in this, uh, which is like pretty good. Um, who else is in here? Uh, Joan Sims again. Look, another giant, small role for Joan Sims. Julian Holloway is in this. Richard Herndl plays Raph in this. Uh, and Julian Orchard. Now, Richard Herndl, um, going on about. Um, Doctor Who, he was the one who played um, the first Doctor in the Five Doctors episode. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he sadly passed away shortly after filming mm. uh, filming that. Uh, yeah, so you were a fan of that one? Oh, yeah, and I, you know, I think why is because when I was watching it as a kid, I loved Top Cat, and yeah. Bill Coe was Top Cat, wasn't that? No, Top Cat was Bill Coe, weren't yeah, it? Yeah. And um, like I said, I never watched Bill Coe loads, really. I think it was a bit before our time. I don't remember repeats being on, do you? No, not really, no. I always wanted to watch it, because I've looked to buy it on DVD, but no, I'm not going to buy that. No, I'm not going to start with it, it's just too much. And it's uh, of its time, isn't it? 
Now, filming for that one was the 1st of May to the 23rd of June, and uh, the excuse for this was Ryan Campersands, when my brother always goes on holiday. That's right, yeah, because I know that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Swackersley House in Ickenham and Osterley Park in Ellsworth. I'm so sorry if I say the names wrong, God knows one. So anyway, the second medical carry-on film, Carry On Doctor, uh, starring one of your favourite comedians, playing faith healer Francis Bigger. This is the wigged Frankie Howard. Yeah. Uh, also, also starring uh, again as Mansion, had to joke. It's weird why he wasn't in more Frankie Howard because his humour was perfect for it, wasn't it? I know you had, yeah, exactly. I know he had, he was a big star then, and you had up Chastity Bowden, and you had up, up yeah, Pompey. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a little bit of uh, bitchiness going on between him and uh, Kenny. Yeah, Williams. I don't think they were better. They didn't really. They, they no, weren't best friends, no, were they? Uh, They're yeah. very similar, really, weren't they? Very, very similar true, kind yeah. of people. Uh, Kenny Fuller played Doctor Tinkle. Uh, Charlie Roper, Doctor Tinkle, Sid James, <laughs> Ken Biddle, Bernard Breslau, uh, Charles Hodge is in this. Uh, the very young Doctor Kilmore, Jim Dale. And uh, Barbara Windsor is as well. There's a, the classic Dick. scene of Barbara Windsor with that bikini on. That's just heart shaped. I don't know if this is Doctor or Carry On Again, Doctor. I'm sure this is the one where, uh, where if, if you're wondering if there's a bit of a gap there, uh, where is because we had the newspaper. Oh, the newspaper <laughs> company, yeah. uh, where Jim Dale did his own stunts, going down the trolley and all that kind did of stuff. I believe he broke his arm. <laughs> That'll teach you, Jim. Don't take work yeah. away from the stuntman. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so, also uh, starring in this one, who we haven't mentioned, uh, Peter Jones in this. Not uh, Peter Jones from uh, the Dragon's Den, but Peter Jones, uh, who was the voice of the book in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Peter Gilmore is back in this. Gene Sinclair, Julian Orchard. Brian Wilde turns in this. Playing a very young nurse in this, he's also Penelope Keith. Mm. He hasn't changed much, you know. No, she hasn't changed, though. Yeah, good eye. Filming dates for this, 11th September, 20th of October, 1967. Again, a, a very quick turn. Kind of uh, Maiden, uh, the excuse for this was uh, Maidenhead, where the town hall doubles for the hospital. Uh, the Masonic Hall in Uxbridge on Westbourne, uh, sorry, and Westbourne Street. So the next one, another big famous one for Carry On fans, is Carry On Up the Khyber. Yeah, that is a classic. Do you think it's a classic? Well, come on, they say the Kazi of the Calabar. I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it? It's really? got some brilliant. Yeah, again, uh, yeah, again. Oh, I thought it was really, really exotic, and it's just not, is it? No, there's some of these names here. Okay, so the Kazi of the Calabar is played by Kenneth Williams, um, the local chief. Bungie Dean. Yeah, Bungie <laughs> He's played by Bernard Breslau again. You see the jokes, they get started, they're getting a bit d- 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 dirtier, weren't they? Yeah. And, and also a little bit of laziness with the cast in here. Sid, uh, Sir Sidney's played by Sid James and his neglected wife, Lady Joan, played by Joe yeah. Sims. Also starring this is Private Whittle, Charles Autry. Captain Whittle, Biddle, Diddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's Cap- a- Captain Keane, played by Roy Castle. Captain Castle, yeah. Sergeant Major McNutt, Terry Scott. Uh, the Farquhar, <laughs> by Cardew Robinson. And uh, a very young Johnny Briggs plays the soldier there. Johnny Briggs, girl? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not... No, not that Johnny Briggs. Johnny Briggs, <laughs> who's also in uh, some early war films, was, of course, uh, in uh, Commander uh, Street. Uh, Mark Golding. No, I really like it. Because, yeah, again, it, it, it's got loads of things happening. It's got loads of different scenes, hasn't it? Like, I like, you know, a little bit with the weapons. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. I love that bit with the machine gun. Right, and he pulls it around when <laughs> so he plays a record, thinking, yeah. that don't make any sense because he would have a needle in there. <laughs> but it does not matter because he just loved it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. But again, all the things about what's under the kilts. Underneath the kilt, you don't know what's under the kilt. You never know what's underneath no, the no. kilts, do you? And a lot of, oh, I love the end bit of that where they're having the dinner. Yeah. And oh, the carry on. So up. English. Because that's so true that things like that were happening. That, you know, they have, they'd be having the dinner. It's like when the, the British Army went through Afghanistan in the 1800s, right? The 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 only place the garden was the kitchens. Yeah, 
Sums up the British. I mean, I don't mean to have fallen in We now. have to have our cup of tea. Have our cup of tea. And, and the way everyone's wearing a dinner jacket in it, yeah. I don't know. And the fact that they're ignoring everything going on. I copied in uh, LA Story by Steve Martin with the earthquake at the beginning, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen LA Story. From, that's reminding me to watch a really good film, LA Story. Talking about Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really good film, isn't it? Yeah, but panned by critics, which yeah. is insane, because I, I mean, he does lose a little bit. But film with for that, 8th of April to 31st of May, uh, 68. Exteriors for this, now, uh, for this. Scenes in the northwest frontier were filmed beneath the summit of Snowden. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I do know that. Yeah. Really good footage. Oh, it looks like because it looks like it's like yeah, it could yeah, be the Khyber yeah. Pass, isn't it? Uh, lower part of the Watkin Path was used as the Khyber Path with garrison and border gate. Now, in September two thousand five, a plaque was unveiled in Snowdonia to mark the spot of where the film was shot. Governor Sir Sidney Rough Diamond's residence was actually Heathen Hall, on whose estate the studios are based. Uh, now, Lady Rough Diamond's line: "Oh dear, I seem to have got a little plastered." With an ad lib from yeah. Joan Sims, which was kept in, and Julian Holloway's made a shorthouse reaction in the line was genuine. Uh-huh. Again, a, another reason why people people forget how good Joan Sims was at comedy. Yeah, well, I think, like it. I said, I always think we, uh, there's a lot of sexism goes on with Carrie Owen, not just in the films themselves, because mm. there is some blatant sexism, isn't it? Yeah. But even like. The, the you know the fans of it. I'm not saying that I'm not, but anything that the media I always talk about is Sid James, Kenny Fidlund. Yeah. Oh, and Harry Jakes and James Sims in it. There is much part of the casters. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of especially in Britain in the seventies. It was all about men, wasn't yeah. it? The male character. You're struggling to get your your secret word, isn't it? Yeah. No, I've got it. I'm going to get it. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. So, yeah. 1969. Carry on campings. <coughs> Good evening, sir. I was wondering if I could have some milk. Milk, is it? Yes. I came here once before, you know. Oh, you did, eh? Yes. But you weren't here, though. Just a young lady. And she gave me a bit. Oh, she did, did she? Yes. And it was very nice, too. That's why I've come back for some more. By gum, you've got a nerve. Oh, don't misunderstand me, please. I'm quite willing to pay for it this time. I'll I'll kill you! Starring Sid James as Sid Boggle, Bernard Breslau as Bernie Lug, Joan Sims as Joan, and Diddy Slane as Anthea. Also starring in this, the irritating Charlie Muggins, played by Charles Autry, and you can understand why Terry Thomas, who plays Peter Potter, um, gets annoyed with him. Valerie Leon uh, is also in this, Betty Marsden, again as Terry Scott's uh, wife. Kenneth Williams as Dr. Soper, and Hattie Jakes, and of course, Barbara Windsor in this, and this is what we were saying, is most famous for the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd say if you ask most people to name a carry-on film, they'd probably say carry-on camping, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think it's got the most famous jokes, hasn't it, you know... Peter Butterworth in this as well, as the guy who just takes the money off everyone. Yeah, it's got all, you know, it's, you know, it's got, it's, as we'll get into the other one, to me, that and Carry On Abroad are the two ones that people go, yeah, Carry On Camp, Carry On Camp is the one that's always on. And it's like, remember watching that as a kid thinking, really old blokes trying to go after really young girls. Now, it sums mm, up really what yeah. was going on in the British. That film, you're thinking, it's very what was going on in the British, as we're all coming out in the last yeah, year, hasn't it? Yeah. It was very accepted for an old man to be, to be chasing after, after a young girl. Yeah, and when you watch it, it's, it's quite like, seedy, it, isn't it? It's quite, yeah, I mean, you got. Sid James, James was a very seedy. He was a seedy character in real life as well, that wasn't well, he? Really wasn't With the young girls, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, some good filming uh, exteriors here. Uh, again, of course, obviously, Palmer, uh, Palmer Studios. The Studios Orchard double for Paradise Camp. Yeah. Uh, Chastity Palace Place School is the management block at Pinewood Studios, better known again as Heatherden Hall. 
featured in Nurse, Kyber, Convenience, again, Doctor and England, and Ivor Heath Housing Estate in Buckinghamshire, along with Black Park in Buckinghamshire. So, the next one, carry on again, Doctor. Probably starting to, you know... Yeah, this is like, uh, the sort. I bet they're running out of ideas. I like this, because I love the bit on the... Desert Island and all that, mm. you know. Doing the other, you know. I can I know any, name any jokes in that apart from no, no, no. Really. You know, oh, well, they get these people that have this wonder drug. But then again, that's a, quite a sleazy thing because he he's offering loads of women. And yeah. They're all fat because they're not like fat women. And he brings them back and they're all thin because of that wonder drug. You're thinking, what is some kind of? Pe- yeah. But it was accepted then, wasn't yeah, it? Of course. I mean, and also the names like you know, Doctor Nookie is playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day or you know Gladstone Screwer, Sid James, Doctor Ernest Stockbridge, Charles Hawtrey. Again, Hatter Jack's playing the matron. Yeah. Okay, this was filmed during March to May, so it's quite a long film for uh, Carry On films. Again, Maidenhead uh, was the town hall doubled again as he did for Carry On Doctor. Heathen Hall again used. Um, other places uh, were uh, basically in Windsor again, where the uh, Helping Hands Agency was for uh, uh, yeah. regardless. Now we get to up carrying up the jungle yeah, in nineteen seventy. It's the last classic. I'd probably say so. Yeah, I'd say it so. is a classic. Tonka, Tonka, stick it up your honker. <laughs> it is classic. I don't know, you know. I know we all know the jokes because we've saw it a million times, but it's got some brilliant jokes in it. And you know, and I just like the feel of it as well. It's very colonialism, it yeah, yeah. And they couldn't just use the word Tarzan, could they? In no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to actually read out the 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 this because it is like now. Professor Ingo Tinkle, played by Frankie Howard, leads an expedition into the darkest Africa in search of the rare Uzulan bird, rare because it keeps disappearing up its own arse. Yeah. Um, he's joined in his search by fellow Twitcher Claude Chumley, played by Kenneth Connor. And the great white tin opener, Bill Boosley, played by Sid James. Also joining the expedition are Lady Evelyn Bagley, played by Joan Sims, and her maid, um, Jackie Piper. Now, Tinkle's expedition is hindered by a troublesome gorilla and the incompetent jungle boy, played by Terry Scott. Also starring in this, as we said, Bernard Breslau and uh, Ruben Mine. Filmed between 3rd of October to 21st of November, 69 and Maidenhead Library was the location for Professor Tinkle's lecture. Why do you really like that film? Because I like the gorilla in it. You like the gorilla? I love the gorilla. I love gorillas. I love gorillas in things that are obviously men in thingy a la trading places. Yeah. I just love anything where it's got a bloke in a gorilla. I just, I really like Terry Scott in it because he's the most untarsy looking person in there. Yet again, he's that classic thing yeah. of holding your gut in. <laughs> As we found out on that Doctor Who thing very recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. it don't work on camera. No. You can suck in as much as you want. It just looks yeah. like Peter, you're Peter, out. Peter Purvey's <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just, I don't know, it's really exotic, even though I know it wasn't. Yeah. But it's funny. It's got double entendre, really, like some of the jokes in it. It's like, would you call me for giving me peanut? I don't know, would you? <laughs> That's one of the lines in it. I, I, I just like, I don't know, there's something about it. It's just funny. And you know, it's got English people dressed up in safari suits as well. I just like it. You can't have a safari suit. So, carry on loving 1970 again, starring Sid James and Hattie Jakes are the main people in this. Also, starring in this, Kenneth Williams, Charles Autry, Joe Sims, Terry Scott, Bernard Breslau is in this, but also starring uh, Bill Maynard, Tom Clegg, uh, Bill Pertwee, and Kenny Lynch. Uh, oh. So, Bernard Breslau didn't have to black up for that one. Yeah. Um, Peter Butterworth also stars this. James Beck uh, play is in this. Uh, James Beck, most well known for. Uh, being in Dad's Army. Film date 6th of April to 15th of May 1970. Streets using this, Windsor, uh, mainly in Windsor, the corner of Park Street and Sea Street, double for the wedding disagency. Again, uh, using other ones. A bit of a hit and miss episode. Uh, I don't know, it's like they were trying to compete with other stuff. I think, like, 
I think definitely in Britain as well. We had the Confessions movies round about this time. Well, yeah, they, yeah, so they started going in 74. Yeah, and they were a bit harder. And I think they were trying to compete with... I don't know, making it a bit... They are trying to make it a bit more adult. There's a lot of joke, loads, I don't know, there's a joke in it where it's on about the cat and the cat's called cooking fat. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you get the landlord kids calling yeah. it. And it's like everything's a bit more adult. And it... There's no, there's He's no, to lose his there's no kernel to the stories. That no. starts off with him lusting after everybody looks as a man and a woman together, and he's like a bit of a nerd. They'd done it before, hadn't they? They'd done it a lot of times before. Another history one here for you, Carry On Henry from '71. Uh, I you know, I don't think I've saw this one. Oh, know. really? I, I don't, don't think so. Uh, Sid James plays uh, Henry VIII for uh, Joan Sims. Sims. Oh, plays, yeah, it's, it's actually quite a good film. Worth worth checking I, out. I, it's the one I'm not so you know anything with Sid James in it playing the lead figure. You know, I, I'm not that bad because, like I said, I'm not a massive mm. Sid James fan. Uh, filming location for this one actually, the Long Walk in Windsor Castle was used. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, carry on at your convenience. Oh, like, uh, actually, this one isn't too bad. No, you know, I think this is actually the most socially interesting because well, it's so, so, certainly got a social. Uh, no, in the set, this sums up what was wrong with Britain in the seventies, doesn't it? Because yeah. this this sounds a joke, but we had a place. It also, has, it also has trousers been torn up. It does. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, we had a time in Longbridge, didn't we, where people were going on strike because they didn't have a kettle, <laughs> and people were going in and people were asleep. Mm. And this is what this is about. Sums up how Britain was falling into bits in this time. Because it, it goes on strike everywhere, isn't it? All they do is they want to go out and get drunk. Yeah. This is Britain in the seventies, wasn't and it? And union members, union, union, lead, too union much leaders power. who think they're a bit more important than that. Uh, now, uh, W. C. Boggs, uh, of course, the person who owns the lavatory uh, uh, manufacturer, played by Kenneth Williams. The unionist, led by Vic Spanner, played by Kenneth Cope. Now, this is nineteen seventy-one, so he's uh, what around about four years after he did um, Randall and Hopkirk. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But now I really like Kenneth Cope. It's one of the only other things I've ever saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sid James and he's playing Sid Plummer. Uh, Charles Hawtrey, Hattie Jakes, James Sims, all playing very small roles in it. Bernie Breslau's in it. Uh, I think it's the most unmemorable one because I don't remember yeah, anything apart from exactly, going strikes in it. It's actually a really good film and some of the exteriors uh, featuring this are, are still there now. Is that Black went to Blackpool in it, didn't that? Blackpool? Uh, Brighton Palace Pier. Brighton. Yeah. So Clarge's Hotel, the same location we're using Carry On Girls. Uh, now here we got another medical one. Carry on, matron. Nineteen seventy-two. Have a guess who's playing the matron in this? Is it Hattie James? It would be. Yeah, uh, Sid James in this again. They're a bit obsessed. This, this is the one where he, Sid James, playing the crook, and Kenneth Cope plays the, uh, the the his son who has to dress up as a nurse. Oh yeah, they do. I think because the fact that the NHS was about 20 years into its yeah, yeah, it was yeah. becoming pretty successful and you know there is the ideal opportunity for smarty humour isn't it you know, oh, God, God. Let's face it. Um, Kenneth Connors in this Joe Sims is in this Bernie Brezel Terry's got another newspaper for your door you're doing well <laughs> um, yeah Wendy Richards in this as well Jack Douglas no Jack Douglas oh, uh, he's the one you don't like I uh, no I liked it when for one joke mm. but that's all he ever did didn't he like microphone's broke on the day like yeah. it that's the only jokes they had now following this one was also in the long this is when you started to get films like On the Buses were being made you know, it's and, like, uh, loads of uh, are you being served anywhere in the board this is Carry On Abroad I, I like Kenneth Williams in it he's amazing it's got the my favourite Kenneth Williams oh, line Stuart Farquhar yeah mm. 
Oh no, stop messing it. No, yeah, that, I really yeah. like that. Uh, Vic, uh, CJ plays Vic Flange. Now, I think we really are moving into the double entendre. Well, I think they didn't realise well, what that. I don't think that we you the double entendre Flange was about. <laughs> it must have been because why would they've called it? Because I saw someone saying no, they didn't know Flange meant what it does now. Yeah. That's rubbish. So why did they call him Flange? I, I think this is also slightly a bit of a remake of Canine Camping because uh, Peter Butterworth's character, uh, hotel manager Pepe. Um, he's virtually the same character as in in um, in yeah. camping. Really, yeah, again, I think socially very interesting because it's the first time people going on package holidays, weren't they? Yeah. I can understand why they made this for. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. it's horrible in this. It really is, and there's actually some really good set comedy in this. Really, it's no, it's a good. It's got who's the bloke keeps losing temper and falling out of the window. I really like him. Is that Scottish bloke? Isn't he? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, only exclusive for this car part too at Palmer Studios uh, you know I actually quite like this film you know it's actually well, oh it's one of those you can watch because it's got some really funny bits in it I'm just wondering if that was possibly Charles Hawtrey's last film because he, he was generally pretty pissed around about it he was, he was supposed to be a nightmare and see some rubbing things as well yeah I'll tell you about that really <laughs> Carry On Girls came after this uh, pretty poor film really yeah again uh, just, a, just a thing for him to lust after lust, young girls yeah. well, and he's, it's so mad when you think about it now that it's all come true this is oh, what yeah. was going on well, his name in this is Sidney Fiddler. So, I mean, that, that, that says it all, doesn't it? Uh, also starring Bernard Breslau again, Barbara Windsor, Kenneth Conner, Conner Jack Douglas, Joan Hickson returns, uh, Wendy Richard. I think it's the most buxom of uh, ever carry on. Everyone so, in that yeah. has got ginormous jugs in it. Arnold Ridley pops up in this. Of course, another Dad's Army stalwart. Mm-hmm. Um, out, uh, out exterior scenes, Brighton West Pier again turns up, Slowtown Hall, yeah, uh, Clarges it... Hotel and Brighton Beach. There's a lot of uh, going on in that film. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm under it like a home talent, now, and uh, she wants to change because he's having it. She wants to have all like uh, business conferences and stuff. Mm. Oh, boom! Well done! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like it. I didn't even notice, man. I didn't notice, man. That's how good it was. I'm going to have to listen to this myself. Well done. Anybody wants to know why we're doing that, uh, we we are doing a thing where we're going to try and sneak in two words out of someone. So if you've got two words, do you want to sneak us in? Please submit. That was for Someone uh, someone said you've got to put the word mother in there. If you talk about Star Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, there'll be plenty of that. (laughs) So carry on. Dick, 1974. Yeah, yeah, it's just so obvious what it's going yeah. to be. Yeah. I don't know, this is whining now, aren't they? Big Dick Turpin, played by Sir James. Also, Winsor, this, they, uh, Barbara Windsor and uh, Sir James are at this point having their affair. Having affair yeah. And uh, they really do fall out, according to uh, the documentary that was on this one. Uh, uh, Jockstrap, uh, played, Jock played by Jack Douglas, is in this. Of course, as you said, Barbara Windsor, Hattie Jakes is in this. Madame Desley, uh, played by Joan Sims. Uh, exteriors with the countryside and woods near Pinewood Studios at Black Park in Iverheath, at the Jolly Woodman Pub in Iverheath, and Stoke Pages Manor. Now, next one, Carry On Behind from 1975. This is where um, Sir James drops off and Windsor Davies pops on it. Oh, Mr. Lardy Dargunner Graham, what did you think you was doing sitting over there drinking tea? Why wasn't you waiting them storms? I'm terribly sorry, sir. Shut up! Along with uh, his, his partner in this, Jack Douglas. I don't know, carry on behind. I don't think I know. This is the one with Professor Crump, who played by Kenneth Williams, and his glamorous colleague, Dr. Vushka, played by Alki Sommer. It's the... Uh, it's the uh, oh, Alki Sommer's really hard. It's a terrible film, isn't it? It is. It's about the Roman encampment. Uh, oh, like, that's right. And the like, Arkelis, yeah. Yeah. It's and all right. the jokes about her having a low-cut top on her. Yeah. Uh, trying Ian, to get to a knickers. Exactly. Because that's, that's the, the only idea. jokes they had by now, didn't they? Ian Lavender turns out, another Dad's Army regular. Uh, Sam Kelly's back in, along with Johnny Briggs as well. 
Uh, always good to see Windsor Davis in there. Now, um, chilly spring filming meant the bare trees, muddy fields and icy breath are all quite visible, although the setting is a summer uh, caravan holiday. A similar dilemma met the cast and crew during carry-on camping. Now, whilst this film was in production, Bernard Bressel and Jonah Sims also appeared in One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing, another right. film being made at Pinewood Studios, alongside yeah. Carry-On Behind. Previous carry-on actors John Pertwee and Amanda Barry also appeared in Dinosaurs. And although Joan Sims plays Patsy Wilder's mother in this film, Sims was only eight months older than her. Pretty hell. And uh, it's not very... <laughs> so, Carry On England after this one. Again, set in World War Two. this one. Uh, one of these films that not, isn't on uh, often, actually. It's uh, uh, one of the films that people hardly ever remember. It's had uh, Windsor Davies. Is this the one that's got uh, Kenneth Connor in it? Yeah, yeah. It's, as the, uh, as the, uh, the instru- Well, it's, uh, I'll read you the thing, eh, see if it comes to mind. It's World War Two, and England expects every man and woman to do their bit. The latest initiative in the war office is new combined anti-aircraft... I like it. No, I like it. Female I like this film, you know. For, you know, for, no, really, when I was talking on that thing, no one wanted to mention it. I like it because mm. I really like Kenneth Connor in it. I really like this yeah, film. Different, uh, different screenplay here as well. David Purcell and Jack Seddon uh, wrote this one. Uh, say, Windsor Davis, Judy Gleeson, Patrick oh. Mower yeah. turns up in here, Sir Jack Douglas. Melvin Hayes turns up in here, Julian Holloway, Peter Jones. So you're getting TV actors coming in here now. Most one known for it, ain't half half. Yeah, um, in using that kind of stuff. Now, exteriors for this. Again, the orchard you use outside of Pinewood Studios. Um, TV episode, well, kind of like a best of, really like, and now for something completely different, come on, this ninety seven. That's a carry on, uh, hosted by Kenneth Williams and Barbara Windsor, classed as a carry on film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Last one, eh? Well, second but last one, another one. Carry on, Emmanuel. I think we'll probably need to read what this synopsis is. Uh, no, this is where they've lost the plot, and yeah, following a particularly nasty naked skydiving incident, Emil Prevert, played by Kenneth Williams, is unable to satisfy his wife. Emmanuel, played by Suzanne Danielle. This presents something of a problem because Emmanuel was already insatiable to begin with. Emmanuel seduces Theodore Valentine, played by Larry Dan, in the lavatory aboard Concord when she flies to England to join her beloved husband. It may be a casual fling for her, but Valentine falls instantly in love with her. Arriving in London, Emmanuel embarks on a diplomatic mission to smooth foreign relations in an entirely novel and Thoroughly pleasurable way. By sleeping with every man who comes nearer, the British press gets wings of Emmanuel's antics and declares her a national scandal. It's also starting filmed between April and May 78. It's quite awful, isn't it? It is truly No, and it, he looks in Barry Sabini, Kenneth Williams, and he should not have been in it. Is this no. how desperate he was for money at the time? I don't think he was desperate for money. Well, I why in the hell did he do it? He looks embarrassed with it, doesn't he? He just looks... It's such... It's so awful. He was the worst thing, it's not even that one. saucy. That's the worst. It's No, well, it's a jump on the bandwagon of the well-known Emmanuel films that had come out. They were mad. Yeah, but they were soft, Basically soft, soft porn. porn yeah. And again, as what you were saying earlier on, they were, they were, they were up against um, the, you know, confessions films. So. I think they didn't know what to do. What, they should have carried on with doing what they did, and that was the problem. So, possibly also, a worse film was Carry On Columbus, 1992, oh. screenplay by Dave Freeman. Uh, okay, so this starred Jim Dow, Bernard Cribbins, Leslie Phillips, the only three people from the original Carry On films in it. Jim Whitfield, I suppose she pops up in a couple of them. Um, modern day comedians, I suppose you could say, Richard Wilson, Maury Littman, Julian Clary, Keith Allen, Jack Douglas, sorry, he disappeared in it. Peter Richardson, who also directed it, uh, Vic Mayo, Nigel Planer, John Percy. He's got a good bloody cast. That's the worst yeah, thing. Oh, isn't I, it? Sorry, John Percy and Peter Gilmore had turned up in there. Uh, Tony Slattery before he got fat and off his face on drugs. <laughs> uh, Martin Clunes, uh, Chris Langham. Mm. 
And John Antelope's film dad for this April to May 92. Again, a very short filming time. Fresh and Ponds was used again. Of course, that was used 30 years earlier with Carry On Jack. And this was the final full-length film to star John Pertwee. It was a dire film. It's like everything was... Like I said, they, they should never have called it a carry-on film because it wasn't a carry-on film. No. They should have done a film on its own about Christopher Columbus and you might not have hated it, but the point is you'd think it was going to be... The jokes were wrong, everyone yeah. was crapping it, even though it's got an amazing cast in it. Mm. I like Julian Claire, Julian Claire. It should, have been a, it should have been a good film, but it's like the later comic strip film. Yeah. That Tony Blair one was... I didn't was tell that. It was really awful. He was an insult. He was just, you know, it's like easy target. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? Easy targets don't make good humans. No, 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 no. So, should we just talk briefly about um, the people, the main people in it? Let's not get too much into it because we haven't got the time. But, Sid James. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where to look. I do. <laughs> Sid James, born Solomon Joel Cohen. What a brilliant name, Solomon. On the 8th of May, 1913. Uh, passed away 26th of April, 1976. Uh, South African-born, English-based actor comedian. Upon moving to Britain in later life, he claimed that he had various occupations, including a diamond cutter, dance tutor, and boxer. In reality, he trained and worked as a hairdresser. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I always read that he was a boxer. I thought, yeah, he looks like a boxer's face. I thought, no, he never like, raised his fist in anger. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Now, um, James was uh, a play deville health, mainly to do with his heart. Now, of course, he, he played a villain in quite a lot of his early uh, Yeah, yeah, he always played a lot, yeah, and I've yeah, saw yeah. yeah. And turned up in quite a few um, Ealing comedies. He was also in Hell Drivers with Pat McGrew. I love Hell Drivers. Young, uh, it's Sean, a great Sean film. Connery. Now, um, on the 26th of April 1976, while on a revival tour of the matinee season, a 1969 fast by Irish playwright Sam Cree, James suffered a heart attack on stage yeah, at the Sunderland Empire Theatre. The technical manager, Melvin James, called for the curtain to close and requested a doctor from the audience. He was taken to hospital by ambulance, but sadly died an hour later. James, aged only 62, was cremated. His ashes were scattered at Golden Green. Uh, it was a heavy smoker, was it? Really heavy yeah. smoker. Yeah. Later, his room that James's ghost haunted the dressing room he occupied the night of his death. And after one experience during an engagement theatre theatre there, comedian Les Dawson refused to play at the venue again. Bloody he hell. never revealed why and would not talk about it. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Kenneth Williams. Well, don't keep staring at me as if I were a freak. And let me tell you, I'm a man like any other man. Yes, I am. And I can prove it. Do you hear? Prove it. Kenny Williams appeared in 26. Yeah. Um, so I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Born 26th of February 1926. Uh, of course, passed away on the 8th, 15th of April 1988. Appeared in loads of films, but was an incredibly... Um, Sad in Well, he was a very unhappy man, wasn't yeah. he? He never really had a nice life, really, did he? I don't think he was ever happy with anything in his life, was he? Yeah, he, he couldn't come to terms with his, his sexuality. sexuality. He, uh, although he enjoyed holidays with uh, Joe Orton, playwright. Yeah, but Joe Orton was a bloke who taught him to enjoy his life. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. fantastic. That's really good, that is, isn't it? Joe Orton murdered by his partner. Yeah, but Joe Orton was like, you should just be happy what you are. Be happy what you are, as you should be. You should be, That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, he, he had some good friends with like Stanley Baxter and Peter Nichols. He got very well with Barbara Windsor. He was very close to his mother. Didn't he go on a honeymoon? He went with Barbara Windsor, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, sadly, Kenny Williams, his last words recorded in his diary was, oh, what's the bloody point? No, I, I tried to read them diaries. I, I found them too fucking depressing. Yeah, and I like depressing, believe them for me. They're quite yeah, I've hard. Read, I've read, I've read the, the other bridge one. I know Kev as well, and he said they're quite hard to yeah, read, right, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, um, because there's stuff like uh, he says he hates he hated going on Parkinson. Yet yeah. he seems to be. It really was amazing, it. it? 
But uh, he actually got him out with Parkinson because Parkinson just had a, had a row with him and told put him in his He was a strange man, wasn't he? He was a strange... There was such conflict in him, wasn't there? Of what he wanted to be, this great classical actor. Mm. But he didn't do any classical. He did all crap. Yeah. Why did he, you know... Because he weren't well paid for Carry On. So why did he do them? I'd love to know why well, he did it. I think he, he, he rather enjoyed doing stuff like, um, you the, know, uh, the radio series, you know. Quite I think he liked, like, like, he liked Carry On Cleo in that, because he had to act, he had to act it, yeah. Oh, Joan Sims appeared in 24 Carry On films, born Irene Joan May and Sims, born 9th of May 1930, uh, passed away at the age of 71. 27th of June 2001, uh, cause of death, uh, diverticular disease. Uh, never married, but uh, had some quite high profile uh, relationships. Um, I always remember as uh, just the one. Yeah, yeah. Sam Kelly and uh, Dennis Waterman. I think he sang the theme tune. Hattie Jakes, PD in 14, uh, uh, on film, generally playing matron. Yeah, uh, 17th of February 1922, passed away 6th of October 1980 at the age of 58. Uh, married wow. to John and uh, up to 1965. Charles Audrey. Splendid girl, and so helpful. Do you know she's been showing me how to stick the pole up? Um, well, 23, carry on film, born uh, George Frederick Joff Hartley, 13th <laughs> of November 1940, died at the age of 73, 20th of October 1988. Uh, I've loved this name. I thought no, no, might, no, I thought, no, no, no. I, I quite like. I thought that. you might quite I like, like this. Uh, Emma, you might quite like this as well. Uh, Hawtrey finally retired to Deal in Kent in 1968, where he devoted much of his time to the consumption of alcohol. <laughs> he cut an eccentric figure in the small town and was well known for promenading along the seafront in extravagant attire, waving cheerfully to the fishermen, <laughs> and his frequenting of establishments patronised by students at the, the Royal Marine School of Music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he was the one who actually winner. he was told that he was going to lose his legs turned around and said no I don't want to lose them and he died shortly afterwards and he was visited by Kenneth Williams who turned around and said asked if he could have his slippers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, Kenneth uh, what is the humour there uh, and he probably said it with a real snide man <laughs> yeah, he said it really horribly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kenneth Williams uh, 17 uh, uh, films for him uh, born 6th of June 1918 died 12th of November 1993 at the age of 75 also peed in Hello uh, Kenneth Connor, you said Kenneth Connor, yeah. I like Kenneth Connor. He was, he was at the uh, wind problem in a lot. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> uh, Peter Butterworth, 16 uh, uh, films for him, 4th of February 1992. He was playing more in the characters, didn't he? He was never Yeah, yeah. He actually died 6th of January 1979 in Coventry. Poor bugger. Uh, Bernie Breslau. 14 films. Bernie Didn't he Bernie. die very recently? Not that long ago. He died in 1993 as well. Born 25th of February 1934, died 11th of June 1993, at the age of 59, very young years. Breslau, at exactly 6 foot 7 in height, was the tallest of the Carrion cast, head and shoulders over fellow regular Barbara Windsor, was only 4 foot 10, about your height. Um, Cheeky bastard. Because of his height, he was briefly considered for the part of the creature in Hammer's Curse of Frankenstein, which ultimately went to 6 foot 5 inch actor. Christopher Lee, Breslau later made a comedy version of Dr. Decker and Mr. Hyde uh, for Hammer, titled The Ugly Duckling in 1959. Oh, yeah. He made great efforts to follow up any role, uh, learning genuine Swahili phrases for Carry On Up the Jungle. Bloody hell! Okay, Jim Dale. Uh, born James Smith, uh, age 77, still acting. He's most well known in America for the uh, voice of the Harry Potter books. Oh, that's what I've read that before, yeah. I think he's been in The Simpsons as well, you yeah. know. Barbara Wynn's only appeared in 10. Uh, Did she? Films. Yeah, she's now age 75. So, uh, we've got some comments here, Carl, so we'll wrap up. Here is a vocal recording from the one and only Mr. Ian Wilson. Hurrah! Sir Meds, MC Kelly. 
Long time no speaky. Heck, I've started and finished an entire podcast about Blake 7 since we last spoke. So, Bond films aside, my favourite film series is the Carry On franchise, which makes me a genuinely unique 28-year-old. I started watching them when I was about 11, built up a VHS library throughout my teens, then bought the DVD box set about five years ago. So how best do I condense 20 years of uh, a film franchise in a short MP3 file? Well, I suppose the big point to make is that the carry-ons of the 1950s and the early 60s, which essentially is radio comedy put to screen, uh, is a wholly different beast to the carry-ons of the 1970s, which is utter smut, whereas the 60s in between, pretty darn special. The early films had standardised title music and a set plot, just staged in different environments, such as a school, a police station, or an army barracks, and that set plot was that there'd be a leader figure taking on a gang of new recruits who were generally incompetent, but somehow managed to win round the day at the very end, and it's all best of British and what have you. Then, with Talbot Rothwell becoming the screenwriter, the mid to late 1960s saw the franchise really hit it big, starting with one of my favourites, Carry On Spying. And then after that, you have an absolutely amazing run. From Carry On Spying, you go to Carry On Cleo, which is probably the high point of the series. Then you have Carry On Cowboy, which is somewhat forgotten, but really well acted. Then you have Carry On Screaming, in which Harry H. Corbett of... Oh, God, why is it forgotten? Uh, Steptoe and Son. Yes, Steptoe and Son stepped into the lead... um, in what is very much a kind of knowing comedic tribute uh, to the Hammer horror films. And again, that's a fantastic film. Then you have Don't Lose Your Head, where Sid James, rather than being the Scarlet Pimpernel, is the Black Fingernail, which is hilarious. Uh, Follow that camel, in which uh, Sergeant Bilko himself, Phil Silvers, takes on the kind of main role. Then you have Carry On Doctor, which is one of four uh, medical carry-on films. Uh, then you have Up the Kyber with Roy Castle, of all people. Uh, Carry On Camping, you know, what needs to be said about that. Bra popping and what have you. And then it, it, that kind of run finishes with Carry On Again Doctor, um, which is, again, another medical carry on. And, you know, I kind of credit this run to the elevation of Jim Dale, um, who was the best young romantic lead comedian. Uh, to really emerge out of there. Because you you had others, you had um, Julian Holloway, you had uh, Bob Monkhouse in Carry On Sergeant, weird. Um, (laughs) And you had uh, other people afterwards, Kenneth Cope in the 70s, Richard O'Callaghan. But, you know, Jim Dale was the best of these kind of romantic lead people who were still funny, which is the main point here, really. And not only that, but he was still surrounded by, you said, James's, Kenneth Williams's, Charles Hawtrey's, Joan Tibbs, all of the familiar people that you associate with Carry On films. And again, Doc, Carry On Again Doctor was Jim Dale's last film, um, until Co- Carry On Columbus, 
but we don't speak of that film. Although, having said that, I haven't actually seen it. Um, it's not available on Love Film. I can't find it anywhere to torrent, and it is not in my DVD box set. Now, after Again, Doctor, came the 1970s sleaze that kind of crept into the carry-on films, which, no, you know, they always had the penchant to go in that direction, but I, th- I think just the culture of British comedy films in the 70s, from what I gather, you know, I wasn't around at the time, um, it, it just kind of took over, and, and suddenly it really kind of took the sheen off the franchise. They got less funny, and the regular cast started to drop out. Uh, Charles Hawtrey got let go after Carry On Abroad, because he was drunk all the time, essentially. Carry On Dick was the last full film for Barbara Windsor and Hattie Jakes, and uh, Sid James, who died two years later. And in the last few films, you can really see that all the regulars that are still there are visibly older. It, it's really telling. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've said Jim Dale's a, a favourite of mine. Peter Butterworth is a great supporting character. And Bernard Breslau, another really solid supporting character, who was also very game to, you know, kind of black up whenever called for. And uh, in this day and age... You do wonder. It's like, should I find this as amusing as I do? Um, but aside from them, you've got the obvious stars of the franchise. And to me, Kenneth Williams is really the soul of the franchise. Uh, because his absence, whenever he was absent, and he was in 26 of the 30 films, so it's we're really not talking about very many. But if he's not in a film, it's so much more noticeable... Uh, that he's missing than, you know, Barbara Windsor, who was only actually in ten films. And, to be honest, I didn't think very much of her. I mean, she was game to get her kit off, but not the greatest comedian actress, to be fair, in in my humble opinion. Um, or even Sid James, who was actually only in 19 uh, of the 30 films. I mean, obviously he died before the franchise was over, but uh, he did suffer real health throughout, and uh, so for films such as uh, Carry On Screaming or Follow That Camel, you know, they got in other actors to kind of take in the role that was kind of earmarked for him. And I should also say that Joan Sims is really very underrated, given that she was in 24 of these 30 films, which is only two less than Kenneth Williams. So to sum up, Give me the first 12 years of the series. The 1970s films get worse and worse, and by then the series had had its time. But even with that in mind, the Carry On films are a British institution, and I am keen to keep the flag flying. Hopefully that was concise enough for you, gentlemen. Um, So I'll just leave you with the fact that I think that the best film is probably Carry On Cleo, my favourite, ah, it's very hard to look past spying, although I think screaming uh, hits all the right buttons as well. And the worst is either, if we're talking, talking early on, it's probably Carry On Constable for not actually being funny, which is, you know, a bit of a problem with a comedy film, uh, or Carry On Behind, um, because it kind of marked the beginning of the end. Uh, so... Until next time, chaps, cheerio!
Ian Wilson there, keeping the flag going for Carry On Films at the prime age of 28. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Bastard. Now, you can find Ian's uh, Ian podcast. He's done For Your Ears Only and also did Shake and Blake, about, um, Blake Seven. You should listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find him on iTunes. Just search for them. Uh, also, he does a Carry On blog. And it really worth because it goes into detail of all the films. So I'm sorry that we've rushed through them, but so much want, to do. If you want to go and have a good read about the Carry On films, obviously we mentioned that we've been in, but please do seek out Ian. Uh, you can find his stuff. Let me find it on here. Uh, I think you can find it on Geek Planet Online, or I think I saved it. Yes, uh, www.earth-2.net for all his podcasts and stuff. So we have these to read out. Hi, Simon and Kel. Medicine company. <laughs> I absolutely love Carry On Abroad as it's just so much fun from start to finish. One constant memory is Hattie Jakes burning herself on the hot stove cooking for the guests. The look on her face is so funny. I also like Peter Butterworth as the hotel manager yeah. in Els Bells. He welcomes Stuart Farquhar, the rep from uh, Wonder Tours, as Mr. Farquhar's. The scenes with Barbara Windsor, Sir James Jones Sims, are also so enjoyable. I believe it was Charles Hawtrey's last. Carry On film as he was permanently drunk but still great to watch. Yeah. Another excellent Carry On is Carry On Cleo with a standout maybe career best performance from Kenneth Connor as Hengis Park uh, tackling the Roman centurions. They managed to use the sets from Richard Burton and Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, it's amazing that, isn't it? Another item of Carry On interest, the hospital from Carry On Doctor uh, can be seen in Maidenhead as it's a town hall and hasn't changed much. Uh-huh. Uh, looking forward to the next podcast. And that's from Gavin Burr, expat. In Mauritius. Hi again. In Mauritius, brilliant. I know, yeah. Jimmy Gummy. Here's one from Neil Morgan. Uh, regular country. Yeah. Hi, chaps. Great to hear that the camera movies are next under the spotlight. I was hoping to send you an MP3, but life is mental at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope not too mental. Uh, I used to love uh, I love um, I used to love seeing the Carry On movies and have seen them all. I remember watching the abomination of Carry On Columbus, wondering wondering when it would be funny. Uh, in fact, I'm not fussed for any of the last three films: Columbus, Emmanuel, or England. The rest I can watch any time. I even set a film quiz at my local cinema and had Carry On made. Great stuff. In which in which film did Wilfred Hyde White have a daffodil up his bottom? Never actually seen on screen that. No, no. Daffodils were given out in the American screaming, you know. You know. <laughs> uh, Sid, <laughs> Sid James was a big favourite of me and my dad. Uh, Kenneth Connor, Bernard Breslau and Kenneth Williams are always worthy of watch. In fact, one of the first things I said to my wife was, and she still married me. Uh, the background to the films is also worth a show in itself. Why Sid James and Charles Orchard did not appear in as many films as they could have done. Looking forward to the cast, gents. Uh, what are your favourite lines? Uh, well, it's got to be, come on. Well, he says, uh, infamy, infamy, they've all got infamy. Yeah, that, that is the most classic Cheers, line, Neil Morgan. Uh, we've got loads of stuff uh, mentioned, which we're not going to go into now, but thank you to all the people. Uh, Casey Ryan, Jen Rhodes, Cam Barkley, loads of people, Heaven Co., uh, Suki Khan, Adrian Binelli, uh, me, oh, that's me. Uh, Nigel Bromley, Ian McKenzie, Jeff Waddell, uh, Donna Mullen, Peter Foltz, Brian Finley. And Gareth Lloyd, Ian Fenton, uh, all of Karen, Karen had to be on there because oh, she? yeah. she's Barbara. Isn't she? And Twelve <laughs> other people who sent us uh, little comments about what they loved about Carry On Films on our Facebook page. So my voice is going. Yes, uh, and, and you I, need I, curry. I need a curry to go to. So sorry that we've we've flown straight through, but as I said, there's plenty of places where you can find it. Kel, what are we doing next? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now we talk about this. Now it's a film that me and him both love. It is The Three Amigos, oh, which yeah. is a classic, because mainly we can talk about Chevy Chase and Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. And of course, we're going to start the bonus episode soon, and, uh, and we're also going to do a couple of stuff. We're going to do Ghostbusters, probably. Like, yeah, we're about Ghostbusters. Yeah. We can't believe we haven't done Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And, but don't, don't, we are going to be doing some British TV as well. We're not giving up on our British TV. We're no, going to no, bring in loads of stuff out, but we're going to be... 
and hopefully up to quite a bit, aren't we? Cool. Carl, thanks for doing the show, my old son. All right. And we'll see you lot next month. Cheer bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. a man I'd like you all to know. He grew a great big marrow for the local flower show. And when the story got around, they came from far and wide. And when the people saw the marrow, everybody cried. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two foot long or even more. Such a lovely colour and so nice and round and fat. I never thought a marrow could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. He was leaning on the garden gate the other day and beckoned to a lady who lives across the way. Took her down the garden path and showed it her with pride. And when she saw the size of it, the little lady smiled. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Two foot long or even more. With such a lovely colour and nice and round and fat, I never thought a mara could grow as big as that. Oh, what a beauty! I've never seen one as big as that before. I mean, me mara. I've never seen